Welcome back to another episode of The Collective Podcast, a podcast of genuine conversation with genuine people. Uh, today, I have, again, my beautiful wife as a guest on the show. Something that we wanted to talk about, I think that a lot of people could relate to is relationships. Us being in a long six-year relationship, it's taught us a lot from the ground up. It's taught us to learn certain things that we never thought we had to go through and learn. It's also taught us a lot about the commitment that's involved. So bringing up this kind of a topic for for this kind of a generation now, seeing how kids are dating now, it it's kind of like, it, it's kind of rubbing me off the wrong way where it's, they don't understand the factor of family. They don't understand the factor of everyone else that's involved and they think it's just about them. Yeah. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today because for us, since the very beginning, it was always about the family. Mm-hmm. Whether it was about your family, whether it was about my family, family was always a big part in our relationship. Yeah, that's true. So I guess we can start from the very beginning. We've been dating for six years, married this year, September. During those six years, it had been extremely tough. Our relationship went through really high points, but also really, really, really low points. I feel like there were more low points than there were high points because of everything that happened. Not saying that, you know, like all the, the all the high times weren't, you know, like weren't good. It was just when you look at it, like if we're just comparing, there was more low points because of our age difference and our family background. Yeah, that I can totally agree with. I'm 28 this year and you're 23. <laughs> yeah, so that alone is a huge age difference. For me, I had my life started when we started dating. You were just getting your life together. You mm-hmm. were just in the process of thinking about what to do. Mm-hmm. That, that in itself is such a barrier to overcome for the both of us. Yeah. Where it was like, where do we find this medium to continue this relationship without without throwing certain parts of our own personal life away? Yeah, yeah. And doing so, I think that was the hardest because it taught us a lot in regards to individuality as well. Yeah. You know? When I first started dating you, I had my first company and my first company was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very invested. I was I was coming to Toronto to work all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so being in an entertainment industry as well, it was hard for you to understand. Just I feel like it was hard for me to understand because. There was so like I was coming into this relationship with you of having already established, but you with the work with the kind of work you do, you're involved with many kind with with different kinds of people, 
girls especially. Mm-hmm. So coming to this relationship was hard. It wasn't easy because there were many girls that were around you that were very beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. And so as a as a high schooler, you know, I'm like shit. Like that's a lot of girls to be dealing with, and that's a lot of people that you know. These are people that you respect. You know, I didn't know them, but you knew them. You know, on like. Some of them on a personal level, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, sh- it was it was hard to voice my feelings and like discomfort with you being surrounded by this many people because I I had only just came in w- while you were friends with them or acquaintances, whatever it was, for X years already before me. And I think that was the hardest to to kind of break down and teach you was my job is my job and the people that i'm associated with they have nothing to do with that relationship Mm -hmm. they were more of my they were more part of my personal work life Mm -hmm. being involved in the korean entertainment industry in toronto at that time you're surrounded by a lot of beautiful women and a lot of very handsome men so Mm -hmm. i was taught to learn to separate all that I was already taught to learn to kind of just be like, oh, that woman is very beautiful. That's the end of it. Or that man is really handsome. That's the end of it. Because my job was my job. And I loved every aspect of my job. Mm -hmm. And at that time, the job that I had led me to having my own company. Yeah, yeah. So I had already fully invested all my time into it. Yeah. Being with those kinds of people, learning from those kinds of people. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to throw all any of that away just Mm -hmm. for our relationship. Yeah, of course. You know, so teaching that to you was the hardest at that time. Yeah. You know, we went through a bit of uh, we went through a couple fights, went through a couple of disagreements here and there. But at the end of it, you understood. And I think that's what made me realize, you know, like, oh. She's a lot more mature than most people her age. Because mm-hmm. I'm not one to I'm not one to sacrifice anything on my personal work end. Mm-hmm. That's true. But then again, it's like like thinking about it in my mindset now, like where I am now, thinking back, I was I'm like, that was so stupid. Like there's no need to feel any of that. Like if I had known what I known back then. You know, like, then I would have been like, okay, you know, it's fine. But, you know. I think relationships go through that. Mm -hmm. It's times of immaturity. It's times of when your relationship becomes a mature relationship. For us, that timing came a lot sooner because of circumstances. But it came. And when it came, it built upon the structure of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, The structure of our relationship is really strong. And... At that time, that's all we leaned on was that strong structure now. The mm-hmm. strong structure of understanding that everything that I worked for, I loved. Mm-hmm. And even the people that were involved in my life at that time, they were they were people that meant a lot to me in my life. They still mean something, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not something that, things like that just don't, disappear we may not talk and we may not have any association anymore Mm -hmm. 
But meeting people like that has taught me a lot. And because of what it taught me, it's built upon our relationship as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like those times, it's very beneficial and it helped us in the long run. It's like you said, it's it's helped build our foundation of our relationship. So I, I feel like through all that, I learned so much and I'm very grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Though there are times where like, you know, at that time I was like, why, why am I doing this? You know, like I, I questioned every every time in the beginning. It's like, why am I doing this? Why do I have to deal with him being around so many other girls, you know? Because I didn't get it. You know, I didn't get it at first. But then I'm like, oh, you know, I'm thankful that I had stayed and I had gone through that because I'm like, there. it's like I said, there was so much growth and our relationship got stronger and better. It got a lot stronger, mm-hmm. you know, because... If it wasn't for those moments where the structure was built in our relationship, when your dad passed away, I don't know if we would have been together. And that's just, you know, it's sad to say, but it's kind of just the truth of the matter is an immature relationship at that time. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And that's true. The 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 death of your dad, it was kind of just like, okay. As a man, do I have to stay? Was this a relationship that was it worth it? Mm-hmm. And and I remember I remember the conversation, you know, like after your dad passed away, it was like I think we were talking about me moving in with you, moving in with your your mom to help you guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that conversation happened within two days. Yeah, we talked about it for a while too, for like a good year and a half because when my dad passed away, it was I was I was actually I was actually almost done my grade 11 year. Mm-hmm. I was almost done and then we talked about it because I was like, okay, like there's no way I can handle everything that was happening at home, you know? Like my mom was dealing with her grief, my little sister was dealing with her grief. I was dealing with it, but then no one could help me. Yeah. No one could help me talk through what I was feeling. So we were talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. But even I agree that like if our relationship if if we didn't talk about it and, and we hadn't gone through a lot before that, we would have definitely broken up. Yeah. Because and, and and we've talked about this so many times too, where like there was no need for you to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. With like the s- depression that I was going through with with school, you know, my dad passing and then dealing with everything in between too. And not only just with my life, with your life too, because you were going through a lot too. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to stay. Yeah. You know, like there was no need for you to stay and try to help my family and I. You know, and help me too. So I feel like that was like the huge turning point in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And then I think after you thought about it to yourself, after talking about it with me, and I think even you discussing it with your parents for a bit too. I didn't even discuss it with my parents for a bit. I think when I talked to my parents, it was like, Hey, mom, dad, I'm going to move out and I'm going to move in with 
with you and your 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 mom and your sister to help you guys. And then my mom and dad are like, oh, okay. When? I was like, okay, tomorrow. <laughs> and that was it. Like, I packed up my stuff and then I left. I think you moved in the first day of college, too, of, like, my college year. Yeah. I remember I, I remember you you told me that you told your parents that you were moving. But I didn't know. I mean, you, you told me that you were telling them to move. I didn't realize that you didn't talk much about, you know, this with them you know because it's like i said you just said hey so I, I told my parents i was just moving in i was like okay cool but like literally i guess no discussion there wasn't much of a discussion because i think at that time the only priority that i had was okay i've already made this leap towards this relationship i've already said to myself that i'd commit and see what happens and so i think deciding just that much helped me move on already because mm-hmm. that was a de- it's it's like we've always said is that was a deciding factor in our relationship that it was either going to break the relationship or it was going to build the relationship even stronger than it already was that's true just because i think there were a lot of people that we knew too like not just in our group of friends in our own like personal lives too that we're going through like not to the same extent but they were going through like other things too like with their relationships and then it's it's just gone yeah so because i guess like even at that time your mom's perception of me still wasn't that great mm -hmm. so there was a lot for me to prove moving in there was a Mm -hmm. lot for me to prove that okay you know like moving in Right now, all of you guys are stuck in grief and no one was helping anyone. Like, no one was helping any of you guys get past it. And I think that was the hardest part was like being with your dad for a bit and 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 kind of listening to how he's lived his life and, and the stories that he told me when we did get time together. Mm-hmm. It helped me build on build upon that decision to kind of move in. Because mm-hmm. I knew that, okay, even if your mom doesn't like me now, these girls need me. Mm-hmm. Whatever I can offer, I will offer. And at that time, it was kind of just like, okay, if I make this drastic change in my life, maybe something great will happen. You know, at that time, I had just quit my job. And I said, like, at that, at that time, I quit my job. And then I went full time going at what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. As much as I was committed to my full career, I, I really wanted to prove to your mom that I could be there for all of you girls. Yeah. And I think it was just because of that guilt of knowing that if I didn't take that step forward, we wouldn't have been together. I guess, like, it's that. But, like, <laughs> I feel like it takes a lot for someone to take that mantle and responsibility to deal mm-hmm. with everything that was happening. I think that was the hardest part was not fully understanding what kind of responsibilities came with all that. Mm-hmm. Cause it wasn't, I wasn't just dealing with you. I wasn't just helping you. I was helping your sister. Mm-hmm. And then I, not only that, I was, I had to be there for your mom as well mm-hmm. to almost be like that backbone for all of you guys. So I was supporting three people mm-hmm. emotionally and physically and even at that time, you know, like 
I was helping your mom the with the the best that I could. Because mm-hmm. I think at that time, your mom had to leave and go to Vietnam for two weeks. But she couldn't afford to close down her store. So mm-hmm. I offered to work for free for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And just not understanding the full range of responsibility that came with the, that decision. But I had already committed. So it was kind of just like, okay, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. These girls need me and I have to do this. That's why like, I've always said to people is one thing I'll say is like, when you want to judge someone, realize who you're judging. Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow they could be different. Something could have happened. It was literally that for me where it was like, I went from... This really bubbly, overconfident, not overconfident, but this really confident person to in like a matter of months, you know, even within the year, you know, it, it a year, 12 months, that's still such a short amount of time for you doing like a whole, the 180, you know, yeah. of, of, it's like I said, being this confident person to someone who was broken down bit by bit. Mm-hmm. And being stripped of of everything, mm-hmm. you know? So there really isn't, it's as cliche as it is, you know, there's, there was, there's literally no other words to describe it that during that, for, during that time was that it was just really hard and difficult, you know? And, and especially, it's like I said, not only just me, but you not understanding what you had gotten yourself into, you know, because you had decided to do this like like long term this was it like there was no turning back yeah not fully understanding i think became one of the reasons why personally for me i fell into depression i fell into depression because i i, I didn't fully understand how bad things were going to get and how things were already were at that time mm-hmm. because the situation that came out of your father's passing it didn't get any better it kind of just built and built up and built up and then so over the next couple of years it was just like your mom was slowly losing her grip on what she had before it's like i've always said it and like i'm like it's not to be cruel mm-hmm. like they're really like i'm struggling to say it because there is no other nice way to say it is that like my mom, although she's physically here, emotionally and mentally, she was pretty much gone after my dad passed away. Like she she checked herself out of reality yeah. after he passed away. And I think I know that at that time, I had already come to that realization that your mom had already done that. But I couldn't let I couldn't let you and I couldn't let your sister follow so i had to hang on real tight to the both of you and and the only way i could do that and trust me like i think most people would would say that it's 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 cruel but for me it was the only way that i could check you guys back into reality was saying to the both of you guys that you know your dad passed because you get you kids there was a lot that you kids didn't understand, you know, 
the times that your father was alive and I did get to be with your dad and just sit there and have a, a normal conversation as men, he taught me the most. <laughs> he taught me what it was like to suffer happily. That was the hardest part for me because my my father and your father, they're both the same. They're, they're almost the same people. Mm-hmm. But with my father... Because maybe because he was my father that I couldn't listen to him. So hearing from another man that resembled my dad and and spoke how like exactly like how my dad did, it taught me a lot. So when your dad passed, it was like, okay, how do I keep these girls afloat? Because your mom wasn't going to do it. Your Mm -hmm. sister was already your sister was only, I think, 11 or 12 at that time. My sister was only in seventh grade, so yeah, probably yeah. around eleven or twelve ish. I, I I cannot say I remember the age around that time. Yeah. But no, she you know it was so hard. I think it's so hard for my sister to still grasp yeah. is that her birthday's in May, mm-hmm. but it was only a few weeks after her birthday that he passed away. Yeah. Because he passed away in May too. Yeah. So I guess like during that time, you know, it 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 was hard, you know. I don't think we'll ever get over that. It's not something that people can get over, especially for you. You you and your sister, you guys were very young when your dad passed. And it, like right after your dad passed, it was almost like your mom checked out for almost a whole year. Mm, I mean, she did. Yeah. She... I think for us, it's 10 times harder because after my dad passed away and it had been like a year-ish, two-ish, like around that time. It was my first year of college, so it wasn't that long. She ended up having a baby, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was so hard for me and for us to understand and to grasp the fact that, oh shit, you know, like my dad passed away. It's not even enough time yet. And you went and you had a child and then you stopped caring for us. Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest part. Cause like at that time, I think I was just so mentally exhausted by everything that was going on. Mentally, I was done because it was like raising your sister teaching you to get back up on your feet and emotionally supporting the both of you guys. It didn't even help that emotionally I was supporting you guys. Financially, I had to support you guys because your mom had checked out. Your mom checked out for like a good year. She checked out for two years straight. Like two years, right after my dad passed away. And then like the next time we hear it, like she's back for a couple months and then she's pregnant. And then it's like emotionally now i'm like it was an emotional roller coaster yeah because slowly when we thought that life was it was starting to go back it wasn't going back to normal but when we were starting to get more like of a grasp on on our life you know like slowly just adjusting back to to reality you know like we thought everything was going to be normal again yeah your mom came back but you know, when she came back, it came 
it just she came back with a whole new set of problems and it just didn't help that she still wasn't emotionally stable yeah i feel like it's so hard to talk about it like years after Mm -hmm. because there was no time for put my little sister aside you know like there was no time for me Mm-hmm. to really like take in what happened you know my dad passed away okay now i have to go and be responsible and become the parent you know for my parent and for my sister you know and then oh wait not only that you know my after when my mom checked out you know i'm like okay now i have to really get my shit together get my life together oh but then not only that i entered college you know where your life your adult life starts and then Oh, wait, now there's another bump in the road. She has a baby. So I guess like even years after, like finally talking about this, it doesn't get any easier. No, it doesn't. Leon, like every time I think about it and the emotional roller coaster that we had to go through, because for me, when I first started taking care of your sister, I think I was only 23, 22 or 23, mm-hmm. I think, around that time already. So it was kind of just like, when your dad passed, I threw my entire life on hold. I just put everything on pause and said, okay, right now you guys need me and I'm going to be there. So I dedicated most of most of my time to just you and your sister. Mm-hmm. But then it didn't help that right after your mom was like, okay, I'm going to go. And then she left. She left for a very long time. She left, you know, after, after the baby was born, you know, my, my baby sister, after she was born... My mom was gone for like four or five months on end, you mm-hmm. know, like because she was on maternity leave, but she was gone. She was gone. She wasn't gone like just out of town. She was gone on to the other side of the world. Yeah. You know, where we rarely talked to her. We rarely got to see her. But then at the same time, it was honestly one of the best times because I was able to just let go of like the emotional responsibility that i had to to keep everything together Mm -hmm. and then i was able to just really breathe and just try to live life a little bit you know like i didn't have to deal with my mom and her bullshit yeah like to put it simple that was like the hardest thing too was like when your mom got pregnant we had to be there to me, I maybe maybe it's my fault for doing so, but I knew that your mom wasn't stable. And I knew that her boyfriend wasn't going to wasn't going to help the way a father should. Mm-hmm. And so you and I, we became the baby's mom and dad as well. We became the second parents. You know, whenever your mom couldn't deal with the stress, we were there to watch the child. But it was so stressful because we were watching an infant while still raising a kid ourselves. You know, like your your sister was still your sister was going through high school. So you you were still dealing with those. Mm-hmm. And then we got the baby infant and then. You're trying to deal with school. I'm trying to deal with trying to put my life back together. And so it just became a whole shamble of. It became a whole shamble and a whole mess that we couldn't clean up anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And eventually it just got to a point where it was like our relationship was on the line now. It was like we were fighting not because we didn't love each other, but because maybe we loved each other so much that we were willing to put our relationship on hold to help. But like that's what ended up happening, though, is that we did put our relationship on hold. Mm-hmm. We we put our relationship on hold for so long that like we we weren't thinking about ourselves. We, you know, we always say how oh our relationship is not just about us two. It's yeah. about it's about every single person in that equation. That means your parents, my parents, mm-hmm. your brothers and sisters, my sisters. You know, your aunts and uncles, my aunts and uncles, you know, are pretty much our entire family, you know. But during that time, we really stopped thinking about ourselves. Yeah. You know, where that put a huge dent. It was a huge bump in our relationship where we actually thought about breaking up. Mm -hmm. That's that's the reality was that there were many times where we sat and we were like, hey, like, are we are we going to do this where we doubted you know it's not that we didn't love each other but we doubted how we could emotionally and mentally stay in a relationship where where it was just so it wasn't about us anymore it was damaging yeah cuz the relationship after i think four i think 4 years in was when things started to really be questioned the relationship started to be questioned was, was this relationship about us anymore? Mm-hmm. Did we love each other because we loved each other or is it because of the necessity of having to be together because of everything else that was attached to it? Because mm-hmm. at that time, you know, like even I had come to the realization that if I broke up with you, both your sisters lost a big brother figure and a father figure mm-hmm. and that would damage them so am i staying for that reason or am i staying because i love you mm-hmm. you know and that was a very 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 bad point in our relationship where it was like we didn't know why we were together anymore mm-hmm. it just got to a point where i think it was hard for us to answer that question I think that's why we put off the question of do we want to get married? Do we want to be together? Can we see if we can do this long term? You know, are we doing it for the right reasons for for so long? Because we were both afraid of what the answer would be. Even if we loved each other, we didn't want to confirm or deny any of it mm-hmm. because it was so fragile already. Yeah. It was it was so delicate that it was just so it's like I said, we just we just didn't want to talk about it. Cause I think for for a while we I can't say for you, but for me, I was okay with this illusion of we were okay because you know, they say that, like, ignorance is bliss kind yeah. of saying. It was like that, you know, where if I didn't have to talk about it with you, that it was that it was OK, you know? Yeah. But with but I realized 
it was just making it worse. It was so much worse. Like we weren't, we weren't on the same page. We weren't okay with each other anymore. Yeah, we were okay with just putting on fake smiles for a while, saying that we're okay. I think that was the hardest part. You know, like we've had a lot of hard parts in our relationship, but I think around that time was the hardest because your mom having that baby and her being back home full time around that time too. It was hard after is that like when we had taken over watching the baby, it was it was my mom trying to get to know her children again. But during the time that she had checked out, we had, although maybe some might say or, or you know, might not agree that we had grown, but we had changed. We had changed so much from from when she last actually had a conversation with us that like we were like I can't say for my sister I can only say for me was that I have I've changed so much that like we couldn't even be on the same page anymore we couldn't even be in the same room afterwards anymore no because that's the thing is like as someone that witnessed you and your sister change throughout those two years your mom had checked out your mom checked out when you guys were still kids when your mom came back you and your sister were forced to be you guys were forced to be adults for yourselves because that was the only way I could teach you guys to to almost be okay. Yeah, we had. I remember like my mom and I were fighting about this, you know, like us being so different, you know, like where she had always said, oh, you know, you guys have changed so much. What? Because we had start to get jobs you know like how are we gonna although you know like she sent money every now and then you know to help pay for bills or you know whatever it is we still were working off very limited funds so that we were so we were going to go look for jobs and work yeah and that's so, like that's what your mom doesn't understand is that i'm not saying this in like an angry way i love your mom and everything that she has done for me you know, she 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 has fed me. She has loved me. But during that time was the hardest because your mom blamed me a lot for why you and your sister changed. But, you know, like when it got hard for me, I would drive back home an hour and a half every day just to go talk to my parents so that I would be mentally stable to come back to you guys and be like, OK, I'm good now. Because it was like, I had to teach you guys to 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 suffice for yourself. Your mom checked out for two years. I was paying. I'm still trying to get my career together. So my funds were as limited as they could have gotten. Mm-hmm. But I'm paying for food. I'm paying for I'm paying for your sister to go and do stuff. I'm paying for you to do stuff. I was paying for your books. I was paying for your sister to, you know, if she needed lunch money. I was paying for everything out of pocket. Never asked your mom for a penny. But the hardest part was when your mom came back and like, she blamed me for everything that changed. But, and then like, it doesn't help that when she had the child, her dad didn't like me because the baby called me dad and and loved me more because I was there. I feel like at the end of the day, they have no one to blame but themselves. 
is that they decided they didn't want to be responsible adults. They're older than we are, tenfold, you know? But they don't want to accept responsibilities for things that they had said and done, mm-hmm. you know? We didn't want... Okay, we weren't the one who got pregnant. We didn't want to be parents to her. We didn't want to 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 raise to raise her the way we did, you know? Not saying that I regret any of it, because I don't. Because more than ever, I love this child so much, more than anything. But it was just... the hardest part was, like, when your mom had that child, too, there was no segue to, hey, I'm pregnant. It was, we found out about it, and then I had to come and intervene and teach you and your sister that, yo, this baby did nothing wrong to you, too. That we have to love this baby because... This baby got no family. She, you know, us finding about the fact that my mom was pregnant, the both of us didn't hear from my mom. Yeah. You know, like we found out, you and I found out, then I confronted my mom about it because I'm like, okay, you need to tell me what's going on because, because like I told you, like when it happened was that I wasn't going to be able to accept what was going on if you decide to tell me like when there was finally like a belly showing yeah. that I'm pregnant because I'm going to be like, shit, like what's happening, you know? And then to prepare my sister, my middle sister, you know, we this we thought it was best to just, you know, just to prepare her by telling her, Hey, you know, this was, this is the situation. There's no way to go around it. This, this is it. We, and we have to deal with it. Because your mom, like, your mom didn't know how to break it. Your mom couldn't even say anything. So when I broke it down to your sister, it was like, okay, now how do I get it so that you and your sister don't hate this baby? Because this baby, that's your sister. Mm-hmm. It's not your stepsister. That's your sister. Mm-hmm. That means that you guys got to love this sister like the way you love each other. And I had to teach you both that. And that was the hardest because it was like, I understood why you two were angry. I understood why you two were were the way you were. Mm-hmm. Because your mom couldn't even be there to allow you guys to grieve over your father's death. And then it doesn't help that she gets pregnant. And then it doesn't help that she doesn't tell you guys about the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So every step of that way, it just got harder and harder and harder and harder. It doesn't help that, like, you know, like, my mom... You know, she's always like, oh, you know, like, why are you so upset, like, about, you know, her dad, you know? But I'm like, you don't understand why I'm so upset. It's not only just whatever happened leading up to it. You know, like, he's not being responsible. How can I have respect for you as my mom? But for him as her dad, you know, when when there was no responsibilities being taken, you know? It was just so much more than that, that I feel like... And, like, I think that's what added on to your mom's, I don't want to say vendetta against me, but your mom's dislike towards me was that I despised that baby's dad. But you despised him for pretty much the the same reasons as... It's the right reasons to despise him, man. It's, you were not there for your child. You couldn't even be there when your child... He was there for the birth, but after that, he, like, checked out for, like, two, three, four, five months. And then after that, it was like... You know what? The birth, it, it wasn't just that, though. For you, it was a defining moment because because my mom gave birth. And then 
he thought, oh, no, a business dinner was more important than being with my mom at the hospital. And then he left. He left for the entire evening and that was it. And he didn't help her come home after that. It was just us. It was us bringing my mom home. We drove her home. Mm -hmm. You know, we were the ones that stuck by your mom's side. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, like that time of our relationship, four to five years into our relationship was the hardest because now there were factors in it that I knew your mom wasn't going to be able to look at me in a way where it was like, okay, you know, like there's a reason why I hate that man. That baby needed him, you know, Mm. that man couldn't even come to you and your sister and say, hey, I fucked up. I got your mom. He he didn't even say a single word to this day, has never said a single word to you and your sister. That's the thing. For me, you've lost respect there. You put your business over a family that's not even yours. Okay, you got a woman pregnant, but you couldn't even you couldn't even break it down to her kids and then try to help them through that hardship. I feel like had he been more responsible and more of an of an adult, I would have given him the respect that he I can't say deserve because there's so much that goes on. But I feel like as my sister's dad. I would at least give him that respect as being yeah. her dad. Because it's so hard to, that, you know? That's the thing too, right? I despise him. But I will never let that little girl not have a dad. Mm-hmm. I have always, always, always encouraged your mom and the baby to be with the father. Mm-hmm. You and your you and your sister, it's it's like it's like we've always said this. It's already too late. Your mom's already picked your mom's already picked that side. So we can deal with this. Mm-hmm. But that baby, she needs her mom and she needs her dad. Mm-hmm. And we will do the best we can to assist. But the hardest part, it's it, it's it's like I've said, is like your mom looked at us. As if we were the bad guys for helping. Mm-hmm. As if we were the ones that did wrong for for assisting. Mm-hmm. And, and eventually it just got to a point where we couldn't handle it anymore. So we had to leave. But when we left... It was so bad. Like, I can't, I can't say that, like... Trust me, like, I don't regret, like, leaving, but I I guess, like, my, not regret, but, like, my sadness is that, like, I left under terms where, like, it wasn't good. Yeah. You know, like, it, it was so bad, like, that, like, we couldn't be in the same room. I rarely left my room because I was so scared. I was I so scared and I was so emotionally tired, like... Mm-hmm. Just every day, I know, every day I heard you and your mom fight. It was just like every day. It was fighting about the pettiest things. And it was just to a point where it was like, okay, I know that the decision that I have to make, your mom's going to hate me for the rest of my life. But I made that decision because I couldn't go another day seeing you and your mom fight. If there was a way for it to be fixed, 
then I had to do what I had to do to get you out. Because to me, I would rather you guys not talk right now and miss each other so that one day you guys can come back together and talk and fix everything that needs to be fixed. Because that's something that your mom doesn't understand is that we didn't leave because we wanted to. We left because we had to. Mm -hmm. They were our family too. They were my family too. Your mom was my mom. Your sisters were... Your sisters were like my daughters and, you know, my, my little sisters. That's the hardest part is like, I lost the family. But we did it for, a. I hope that we did it for a better future and that what comes out of it soon will be a resolution. Because mm-hmm. right now, you know, like with your mom's, emotional emotional stability it's not there mm-hmm. but maybe losing you the her rock and her stone that she would understand it mm-hmm. you know i guess it's like going through all these things you know like in relationships you know when when people say it's easy <laughs> i laugh a little because it's not easy, you know, like to you have to be able to go through these things together. I'm not saying you have to go to this extent and to this degree, but I feel like for relationships to work, you need to go through your trials and tribulations. These were really our trials and tribulations. There's oh, more yeah. to come, you know, this is not the end. I know that. Yeah. But in order for a relationship to be, I guess, like successful and Okay, not successful, but for a relationship to work and for you and your partner to like really start to understand how each other is, you have to go through these things to make your relationship like solid. The best way, not not the best way, but like I I can't really explain it because relationships are so different, you know? No, and that's, that's something that for me, I have a hard time looking at kids nowadays and saying, oh, you kids understand what a relationship is like. Maybe because I'm so old school like that, you know, like mm-hmm. since the beginning, I've known that a relationship is never just about us. Mm-hmm. A relationship is never just going to be me, about me and my partner. It was going to be my family, me, your family, you, mm-hmm. and everyone in between that and around that. Yep. But you know, like I see relationships and nowadays and that's the hardest for me to to look at and be like i don't know if these kids could have made it if they were in our shoes because mm-hmm. once things get hard they're like oh i'm a checkout yeah you know and i don't want to maybe there are kids out there that you know i've met some great kids that are in relationships and and they're amazing at involving their family with them and, and being involved with their families. Mm-hmm. But so many kids don't understand that factor of when you date, it's not only that one individual that you're dating. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? Like it's, this is just like me not saying this is all relationships, but I'm saying this because this is only what I have seen because like, this is what I hear of, you know, this is what my sister talks about, you know, this is just what, like, I see, like, within our neighborhood, is that, like, 
when people what not people when kids are in relationships nowadays they're just in it to have sex Mm -hmm. that's it they're in it just for the sex or they say they're in a relationship but they're not like committed i'm not saying that at like the age of like 15 16 you have to be in like a committed relationship or like you know you have to be you know straight pat down and be but there should be more than just the sex exactly it shouldn't just be surface it should be more than that but it's so hard for me to want to i guess have it's hard for me to give my respects and treat these kids as an adult is because they don't make adult decisions like these you know like i i've even said to a couple of people that have like come to me and asked about my relationship is I would never recommend anyone to do what I did mm-hmm. because going through what I had to go through caused me a lot of anxiety. I have such bad anxiety now. It's really bad anxiety that now I have to chew on toothpicks just to calm my nerves or, you know, it, it's the simple things of I can't drive on the highway. now. I take the out. I take the country roads everywhere. Or I guess like it's also like it's so bad that like for the both of us, we can't be far away from each other for long. Yeah. Like it's like separation anxiety because of how bad everything was. You know, mine, I cannot say mine is the same as yours because when I say you went through much more than I did that like it's. Like, you have it really, really, really bad. And mm-hmm. and I guess, like, that's what a lot of these kids don't understand. You know, like, you... There's a lot that comes with the relationship. And sometimes what comes with it isn't pretty. You know what it is? I feel like kids don't understand that, like, you have to hate someone as much as you love that person. Because that means that you have seen all their flaws, all their imperfection, every single negative thing about them that you hate them but at the same time you love them because of all their 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 amazing qualities that and their imperfections as well Mm -hmm. you have to love both yeah i think that's that's something that i hope i see more in relationships now Mm -hmm. but i guess right now you know with how social media is and how things are played out on tv and everything Kids do have this fantasy about a relationship. Mm-hmm. It, it's sad that it's sad because when that bubble is popped, it causes people a lot of anxiety. It causes people to kind of just sit there and wonder what happened. I I didn't think it would be this way. But you know the thing is though, like um, it's not only just how kids are now too. Like, I guess this might be like a taboo thing to say, but. I also blame this on these celebrities now, like these social media, yeah. like influencers, you know, all that stuff. Like they put such a bad rep on relationships because every single time you see them, okay, I'm talking about like popular, popular social media influencers, okay? People getting married left and right. People, oh, they're just, you know, they're dating. And the next thing you know, they're they're with someone else. But, you know, that could have been a month ago. Yeah. And it's just that they have done such a bad and terrible job of portraying like relationships. They take relationships as jokes. I, I guess that's how I see. It. Like I can't I can't say that it's just only, you know, 
the kids nowadays and how they are, you yeah. know, because they're always on their phone, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it is that they use, you know, like that's what they're exposed to. That's what they see. Yeah. So it's so hard for me to like, I guess, have faith if these are what the kids or like, I guess what, like people in their like late teens, early 20s are kind of like, they're kind of looking to. That's that's super hard because, you know, when I look back on our relationship and every aspect of our relationship. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's far from perfect. Everything was everything was against us. Mm -hmm. The odds were literally against us every time. But I, I can probably say, you know, like the only reason I was able to continue on was probably because hearing my mom and my dad talk about their relationship. And the struggles that they went through when they were uh, together. But they were much younger than we are. Exactly. And I think that's what made me realize, like, if people like them, they could do it, then why couldn't I do it? Why am I thinking about giving up if my parents that got married at 16 and 17 years old made it out and they have four kids? And your parents had all you guys by the time they were they were my age. Yeah. Your mom and dad got married at, I think, was it around like... 15, 16. 16, 17, yeah. maybe. My like, mom was 16, my dad was 17. And then, and then what is it? They got married, you know? And then the year after, they had you. Yeah. And then after that, they kept having kids after they, kids. I'm pretty sure they had they finished by the time they were 20 already. I think so, too, actually, because yeah. what is it? Your youngest sister is only a year older than I am. So, and your parents were 16. So, was it the age gap be- between you two is five? So, yeah. They were, they were what, like 21? Yeah. They were 21. And or, yeah, like 2021. They were still in their, like, because we don't know exactly how old your parents are. Um, like in their, like, late teens and early 20s. So, they, they had kids, you know, and then they needed, you know, to provide for you guys, you know, they, by, you know, feeding you, you know, like putting a roof over your head, you know, making sure you guys were clothed, you know, your parents had it hard. I'm not saying that, you know, like it's just your parents, but, but it was every... something that I could look to as exactly. hope and, 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 and all the stories that they had told me growing up and just look back and be like, oh, they did it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 why can't I do it? Cause it was literally like that for me. Cause both my mom and my dad had to, both my mom and my dad got married because my grandpa and grandmas were getting sick. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa wanted my dad to at least have a kid while he was still there. Mm-hmm. And then doing so, they both had to drop out of school, drop out of high school. But hearing the struggle of them being young parents, struggling to make it in a world that was literally against them, they they took the minimal government help that they could get mm-hmm. minimal and they still made it they still made it they both went back got their GEDs and then my dad supported my mom while she went back to school to become a hairstylist mm-hmm. and my dad was working nights for like the longest time supporting my mom so that to me was kind of just like Okay, they did that when they were still in their teens. I'm 20. 
and the shit that I'm going through, if I want to compare it to them, I can do it. I, I can get past it. I have to get past it. Because I guess like when we're like doing like a comparison is like what we're going through is not even a fraction of what they're going of what they had gone through. It was absolutely nothing at all because we were able to take time in getting to know each other, you know, getting married and then enjoying our time as it's boyfriend a, and girlfriend, yeah. fiancés, and then being husband and wife. Rather, your parents only knew each other for not even like two days. And then your parent, like a total of two days, you know, mm-hmm. and then they got married and then they were. They had to go through this life of yeah. understanding each other, understanding mm-hmm. The family and then going through that family dynamic and then now having a ch- child. And then my mom came from the States. So adapting over to what life in Canada was like. So mm-hmm. I always think like that. And, you know, people always say, oh, you shouldn't compare yourself. But sometimes in times that are like really hard, mm-hmm. comparing yourself makes you feel like what you're going through isn't that bad and then you can deal with it it gives you perspective it's like you said that to realize that what you're going through is is not as bad because really perspective you know like what we're going through is nothing compared to what our parents of to what your parents had to go through absolutely nothing because it's like it's just for your parents it's just like if 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 they had to go through what like possibly being homeless possibly um not having food to feed you guys to, to the point where maybe, you know, social services could come and take their children too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is nothing, you know? Yeah. But for us, you know, like, we're very privileged yeah. to say. Yeah. There's a lot more government assistance now than there were back in my mom and my dad's time, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I've always looked at it in that sense where it's like, whatever I'm going through and whatever is coming, I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. I, I have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I am my father and my mother's son. Mm-hmm. I am their eldest son. If I can't deal with it, then what kind of a man am I really? Because mm-hmm. your dad, even when he was alive, he was the one that taught me a lot of... He is the one that taught me a lot of what I know. Just because I couldn't talk to my dad. So talking to another father taught me certain things. I feel like it also made it easier that you guys had a lot of interests, like similar interests, you yeah. know? Like you guys, you know, like your dad was more of like a hands-on, you know, like handyman kind of person, mm-hmm. but you weren't like that. You were more of like the techie person. So yeah. even if there was still, cause my dad spoke shit English, yeah. like not even a speck of English. Yeah. So even with the language barrier that, that you guys had, you guys were still able to bond over things like a camera, over a sound system, over a TV, you know, yeah. like things like that. So it was it was it was easy for you guys, I guess, like for you to connect and learn because he w- he was so similar to you, I guess, in some ways. And I think that's why I think that's why it scared me so much was because your dad and I, we were very similar. Mm-hmm. But seeing everything that your dad went through, almost like put things into perspective. It was like if if I don't fix my life and I don't and I don't build these girls to be stronger, we could be like this. Mm-hmm. We we might not be strong enough to be able to get ourselves out of something that we are thinking about. Mm-hmm. And that and that's something that still scares me to this day. But 
I think about your dad and I think about my dad and my mom and I'm like, okay, you know what? I have, I am living the best that I can right now, Mm -hmm. doing the best that I can and providing to the best that I can. All I have to keep doing is that right there. Keep Mm -hmm. trying. The more I try, the more I start to see what your dad and my dad have been saying all this time, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's those things that going through what I had gone through in the last six years with you taught me what it was like to be a boy and what it was like to be a man. (laughs) What it was like to also be a father. What it was like to also be a big brother. Because I went through all those stages in six years. Mm-hmm. That is something like, and I'm not even talking about, oh, you know, like, that's your baby sister. Cool. I'm going to just watch it here and there. I'm going to just give her a pat on the back here. No, it was like. Full well, on engagement. Full on engagement. Full on. Oh, we got to go buy you milk. We got to go do mm-hmm. this. We got to go do that. And then your your teenage sister was going through her shit. And it's like, okay, as a man, I have to teach her what this world is like. Mm-hmm. And I went through all that in six years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what built me to be this way. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people that I used to know look at me as if I was the man that I was before I met you. I don't blame them because the man that I was, wasn't a great man. I wasn't a good guy. I was very, <laughs> reckless and i enjoyed life without consequence that's that's true you were very free yeah very free too free (laughs) but living with you and being in a relationship with you taught me how to care how to think this relationship don't get me wrong i have absolutely no regrets i mean there were regrets but more of like what the actions I took, but this relationship did something good for us, yet also something bad for us yeah. too. Like it good broke. and bad though. It broke us down. That mm-hmm. that's for sure. Cause right now, as much as I can say we are the strongest that we have ever been, mm-hmm. we are also the weakest that we had ever been. Yep. Emotionally, we're still trying to fix ourselves. There. It's still it's still such an emo- it's it's just the band-aid right now on that wound. Mm-hmm. But it takes it's gonna take a long, long time to heal. I guess that's what like really makes a relationship is that like it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work that like it sometimes it doesn't seem like there's an end. You know, for relationships to work, like ours, we have to work. Yeah. We had to work a lot. Although there were times where, you know, we wanted to put a pause button. And, you know, for, for a bit we did because we were just so tired. But we had, but we knew that at the end of the day, that pause button wasn't going to stay paused for so long. We had to, you know, press play and keep going every single day. You know, we had to work harder and harder and harder. And that's what, like, I guess I can say is that what makes our relationship for me so special is that we have worked so hard you have worked so hard for for our relationship that like that i'm very thankful and grateful 
Yeah. You know? Like, because of this relationship, I know that I'm going to be a great father. That's for sure. <laughs> That's one thing that I know. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that I'm certain about is that I will be a great father. You will. Because... I don't need anyone else to tell me that because I saw... The fruits of our labor from taking care of my baby sister is the efforts are still there. You know, that's why I it's like it's like you said, I don't need I don't need anybody else telling me that my husband is going to be a great father to our children. Okay, Mm -hmm. you know, even if things hadn't worked out, you know, like even if we did break up, I could still say that you would have made a great father to whoever you were going to marry you know, with your children with them is because because I saw how you were, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, being able to go through all that with you gave us so much. It gave us a lot of hope to just lean on each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people need to do now is realize when you need to lean on your your partner. Because mm-hmm. your partner is going to be the one that really gives you those roots grounds you mm-hmm. they're going to make you stronger they're going to fix what is wrong with you mm-hmm. you like i i wasn't going to be able to figure that out on my own it, it, it had to come from you you know so you gave me too much credit <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i think we'll stop here thank you for listening up till now yeah thank you for coming to the collective podcast See you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.